Happy April 25th, everybody. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right for a light jacket. And I absolutely love that movie, Miss Congeniality. But it's actually beautiful in Montucky right now. COVID-19 is slowing down because we have about 27 people in the whole state. And we're one of the biggest states. So I guess we're allowed to do that and do whatever the fuck we want. But on this episode of Fresh Breath, I wanted to do a business category and talk about how to do stock trading for beginners because I personally am a novice beginner stock trader and just investor in general, Um, but I've done it pretty seriously the last, I don't know, six months or so. So I wanted to give some tips on how to get started with podcast or not with a podcast, how to get started with trading on the stock market, um, what platforms to use, some simple strategies I did and some tips because I completely self-taught myself. So hoping I can give um, some information to other people who are thinking about getting into the stock market because if you haven't noticed or if you've been living under a rock, the market crashed. One of the biggest market crashes in history. I think it's top three. Maybe it's number two. Um, because of COVID-19. So I know a lot of people are talking about now's a good time. They know it's a good time because of the dip. You buy low, sell high, blah, blah, blah. But it's not as easy as that. And it's also risking your money. So I wanted to just give you some information that I found out and um, some useful things and mistakes that I made. And just want to give a disclosure that the tips and information provided on this podcast episode is solely based on my own experiences and opinions. I am not a financial advisor in any way and would like to disclose that the market during this time is very volatile and even veteran veteran investors are losing money during this time. So invest at your own risk. So let's start off with how to get started and what platforms to even look at because I did some research and I've tried some several different ones. You got to have a broker account with something online. We're living in a nice time now where we can just hop on an app, invest some money um, and get a brokerage account before you had to go to a broker themselves to get set up and do all your investing through them. We're luckier with the online world that we can just go on and do it ourselves. But as a beginner investor, um, each dollar is important to you. So I wrote down three different platforms that you can look at. The first one is Robinhood. Um, Nice thing about Robinhood, it's completely free. It has bare bones basics, but it gets the job done. It has a mobile app, it's easy to use for newbies. Um, The problem with Robinhood is that it has little to no market research and trading tools to help beginners. So you kind of have to use two different deals. You have to either go on Google and do your own research and look at charts that way. Um, and really Robinhood is just bare bones where you can just invest on there. Um, the other with that though, Robinhood's no frills approach to online trading is enough to earn its recommendation and there's no minimum deposit required, which is nice. So you can just start an account with them, look at the, look at different stocks, look at different companies all for free without investing any money. So Robinhood is one, um, for a cheap way to even just get comfortable with looking at a, um, platform and how to do that. Um, second one, this is my favorite one is Charles Schwab. Nice thing about Charles Schwab is that if you set up an online checking account with them and they're high yield interest checking accounts, I think you get about 1% back on your money in an annual return, 
which at most banks you get like 0.01%. So 1% is actually pretty nice. But when you open up that online checking account, not only does their checking account refund all ATM fees across the world, you also get a brokerage account with it. So you can put your money into that checking account and then you can also have full access to all their trading. I personally really like Charles Schwab. Um, they have good customer service and really they have about every tool you need. So all the way from a very beginner investor to a veteran investor can use Charles Schwab because it has all of the things that you need and all the tools you need. And it breaks down their equity trading and their finance sheet and all of that jazz to help you out. The third one is Webull. Um, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. We and the animal bull. Um, it's another commission-free broker app, which is nice. Um, if you open an account with Webull, you'll get two free stocks, which is cool. So just signing up, you'll get a free stock valued anywhere between $2.50 to $250. I think the one I got was like a $2.70 stock from a company I'd never heard of. But still, it's a free stock. They give it to you, and especially as a beginner who has never bought a stock before, just getting that free stock will help you understand how the process works, how the chart works. Um, I didn't like their app itself on my phone, but if you bring it on your desktop, it's not that bad. You'll get a second free stock if you deposit $100. So, I mean, $100 is a very small amount of money because really could be investing with a lot more than that so even if you want to just throw a hundred dollars in and get a free stock why not and then just invest the hundred dollars just kind of test it out anyways but before you do that let's also look at what stocks to pick because you got platforms you know you can also look at other platforms like eTrader Fidelity these top three Webull, Charles Schwab and Robinhood are the three I pick for beginners because they're low cost um, they have the the tools and really it's all you need to get you going anyways until you really get into stock trading you know two to five years down the road then you can look at more serious stuff but that's why i like charles Schwab because i can leave all my stuff in one place but i've used them all so those are the three that i would check out um now it's really going down to where do i put my money because with a stock you're buying a share of a company um i personally recommend as a beginner investor to look at stocks that are with companies that you already know, um, products you already like, or services that you already use. For example, you're a big Amazon shopper. It's no secret that Amazon is a giant in the e-commerce. It's the number one e-commerce. So say you love Amazon, um, say you use Uber every weekend, say you use this product and you absolutely love the company and you heard great things, they have great reputation. It makes you feel better to look at stocks with companies that you already know because there's so many companies out there and there's so much information, you're just gonna overwhelm yourself. So just think of things that you use for everyday use. Flights, look at airlines, you know, energy. You use gas every day in your car. What companies have you heard of before? Those are a good way for you to get a list of stocks that you can then go research. So if you take it from one of the best investors of all time, Warren Buffett, he says it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. So, you know, they're a pretty amazing company. You can look at some charts and see how things are going right now with the stock market. And that will give you a good starting point on what stocks to look at anyways. Maybe write down 10 of them. So that will get you going. The next tip I have is don't keep all your eggs in one basket. So diversification will definitely keep you from losing big chunks of your money in one 
blow. You know, if you're going to throw all your money into one stock and then the stock goes down 50%, well, you just lost 50% of your money, obviously. But if you have your money within four stocks, you might have one that does really bad, one that does nothing, and two that do really well. So you balanced out that loss and even gained a little. So it helps to diversify. And when you're looking at diversification, look at industries, energy, transportation, food, healthcare, tech, finance, real estate, etc. Those are industries. I'm sure you know a company in each one of those industries that you've used their services or their products and you like that company already. So that's a good way to diversify is through industries and getting your list that way on what to research. That's what I personally did. And I kind of did some that were low risk and high risk. You know, maybe you're looking at something that's low risk like Amazon. They're not going anywhere. Microsoft, Apple, you use Apple products every day. Your phone's an Apple, your computer's an Apple, your watch is an Apple. You're already using their products. Apple's not going anywhere, it's no secret. So that's something to look at for yourself. Um, low risk and then high risk. You know, if you're looking at a brand new tech company that you've heard of for the last couple of years and they're just now going onto the stock market, that's gonna be a little higher risk. You don't know if they're gonna do great or after they go public, if they're gonna bomb. So you can also mix it up not only by industry, but also look at it on high risk and low risk on how the company is as a reputation. Um, if you want to take out a lot of research and you just know you want to invest and put some money into it, but you just feel super overwhelmed, you can look at what's called ETFs, exchange traded funds. And what an ETF is in a simple way is it's a stock, but it's a collection of multiple stocks in different industries. So they're already taking out the research and the diversification research for you. And what an example of a good ETF is QQQ. And that holds a portfolio, portfolio of industry sectors, for example, of Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Intel, Cisco, and Pepsi. So right there, it's a heavy tech stock industry portfolio. And it's all of the ones that I would think most people have already heard of, but it also is throwing in some other ones such as like Pepsi. So if you wanna look at ETFs, there's some great ones. You can go to Google and just type in best ETFs to buy right now. And it will give you the most recent news and it'll list out some ETFs for you. And you can just put your money into one of those and it's already diversified and ready to go. So that's another idea. Um, just putting your money in and for example like amazon is i think two thousand dollars a share right now so in order to buy one full share of their company is two thousand dollars qqq is like two hundred and ten dollars so for two hundred and ten dollars you can put your money diverse into 10 of the best stocks not the best stocks but great companies anyways so that that's another idea just for a beginner um because research is a lot i spent probably three works three weeks researching before I put all my money into the market during COVID um, because I was very overwhelmed and I probably rewrote my list 20 times and kept doing more research and just kind of got frustrated and kind of got a brain fog anyways. So if you really don't want to mess with it too much, check out ETFs. I really like them. Um, they're a great one to hold for, you know, a long-term investment. Um, reputation and discounts in stock trading go together like lamb and tuna fish or 
spaghetti and meatballs if you understand that more so reputation and discounts a lot of big companies right now with great reputations lost 50 percent or more of their stock value because of COVID 19. so out of the companies i believed in and liked i looked at how much debt they had versus how much cash on hand um, because if you get into a place where it's recession and the economy's doing really shitty it's a lot easier to get out of the recession as a company or even as a person, if you don't have a lot of debt and you have a lot of cash on hand. So if you even think about it as an individual and you have five credit cards maxed out and a bunch of debt, student loans, cars, and you don't have any savings account and you lose your day job, well, it's gonna be a really tough ride trying to get back out of that hole with all those bills. But if the other guy on the other hand has no debt, cash in the bank, and loses their job, I think they're going to have a lot easier time getting through the bad times in the recession. So it's no different than these companies and stocks. And it will tell you on the balance sheet, I don't tell you where to research, but it will show you how they're doing with an immense amount of debt right now and how much cash they have on hand. So that tells me, well, if they lost 50% of their stock value and they have a shitload of debt, they're going to have a really hard time and it's going to take them a really long time to get their stock value back where it needs to be. But if they have very low debt and they're just riding out and they have a bunch of money on hand, they're going to be able to pull this out and get their value back when this recession's all over a lot quicker than the ones with a lot of debt. So that that is my personal insight, a simple way to look at it because charts and everything can get very confusing. So I try to keep it as simple as possible. Look at companies I know that I use their product, that I've heard of, that have a good reputation, they have a good finance sheet, they don't have a lot of debt, they have good cash reserve, and they're going to be able to pull out of this quicker than other companies, and they lost a lot of their value. So I see it as discount. Some people see fear. I don't see fear. I see everything on sale. So that's a great way to look at his perspective and take away that worry of losing your money. If you know it's a good company, you've done your research, it'll help you a lot. So you got your list together, you got looked at some platforms that you feel comfortable with that feel user friendly to you. Now let's look at where to research and look at these stocks. So Motley Fool is a great one. Um, they give you some good stock recommendations. So if you're like, I really don't know, I don't want to do an ETF, I kind of want to do my own portfolio and diverse, they'll give you some recommendations within the industries you like. So you can just go to Motley Fool and type it in. Um, and they'll give you the most recent. You can look at a new article about every five hours based on how the market's changing recommendations anyways. Yahoo Finance, um, it's a best all around stock research site. Um, gives you both news, finance insight and personal insight from the author. So I like that. I like the real, hey, this is what's going on with them. Here's their finances and this is my personal recommendation. Gives you more, you know, expert advice anyways. Uh, the last one is Zach's. Um, best for analysts ratings. This is my favorite. It's very cut and dry. I look at Yahoo Finance and Molly Fool, but then I follow it up with going to Zach's because it will break down their finances on how fast they're going to grow, what they're predicting the stock's going to go up to, um, their equity rating, how much debt they have. That's where it really breaks down your finances and it's one of the top of the line. I really like Zach's. I get my list together. I do my research. I check out some personal insight from Motley Fool and Yahoo. But ultimately, I then go to Zach's and check it out. So I use all of them as my way to do it, but that's just how I do it. 
there's other ones you can look at. You can just go to Google and type in what's company like, and there's going to be a bunch of articles, at least 10 on the first page, and then moving on from there. What I don't recommend is listening to your friends and family and not even talking about putting money into the stock market. You're going to get a bunch of advice and opinions from people who I'm guessing never even traded in the stock market and are afraid to even invest their money into anything. If you are going to talk to a friend and family member, I would make sure that they have reputably done stocks before and has made money before and has done it for over 10 years because it doesn't do you any good to then go, oh, maybe they're right. I'll just lose all my money. Historically, the stock market since 1920 has brought an annual return of 10%. Peaks and valleys are going to happen in the market no matter what. It's just what it is. I mean, we had one in 1987 or whatever it was, the internet boom, 2008, and now. I mean, it's going to happen, but when there's blood in the streets, that means there's opportunity. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, because I was too young for 2008, and I've always known that when the market dips, just like everybody's heard, buy low, sell high. Well, now's the time if you're going to look at something. And I think it's more low risk than ever right now because the market is so low and it's going to go back up. It just will. It might take two to five years, but the point of the stock market is to do a long term. So don't listen to your friends and family unless they actually know what they're talking about. It's better just to keep your finances private along with your relationships and all that jazz. So you now got your brokerage account. You've done some research on your list and your different industries and you're ready to buy. I got some tips on when you buy that helped me and also the mistakes that I made. Um, don't blow all your money in the first trade. Don't put all your money into all the, say you pick five stocks that you're going to put in. Don't buy all of them the first day. Maybe you can put your money in all five of them, but don't put all of it in the first day. Kind of dabble into the market. I put my whole $10,000 in on a Monday and the next day the market took another big dip. I didn't care so much about the money that went down, but I was mad because I missed another discount. If I would have put half of my money in on Monday, I could have then put the other half in the bigger discount on Tuesday and would have made a better return. So dabble a little bit. The market's always volatile, especially during this time. So maybe throw a little in one week, see how the market's doing next week. And then keep going like that until you invest all your money because like I did, I missed another opportunity. So dabble a little bit, test the market, do a little bit at a time. You could even do $200 first. And then say you have a whole thousand dollar budget with four stocks, do $250 every week and see how the market's doing. You know, my, you might get some better deals anyways. And you're probably wondering how much money should I put in? Well, only put in what you can afford to lose. If you're going to need that money for bills, emergencies, or for anything in the next year, I would say, it's probably not the money you want to risk in the market. Unless you're a day trader or a swing trader, which I doubt you are if you're listening to this podcast as a new investor, you need to hold your stocks for at least one to five years. It's just what it is, especially with this big dip. It's going to take time for these companies to recover. So make sure that you don't need that money for the next year. Make sure you don't need that money for your kids or if your water heater goes out. That is money that you're like, well, if I lose it, I'm still okay. So think of it that way. That's how much money you should invest. You know, if it's just $100, I got $100 loose, it's better than nothing. So just keep that in mind anyways. And my next tip is avoid looking at your investments too much. 
You don't need to check it every day. All that's going to do is drive you crazy and make you an emotional person. And there is no room for emotions in stock trading. You need to just trust the system, trust your research, and let it ride out. You can check it, you know, once or twice a month is plenty. Once in the beginning, maybe once at the end of the month. Um, unless you hear there's big stock news where, where it dipped again and you can buy more stock in a certain price that will help you out. Or if you just made a big profit, and I'll talk about when I like to take my profit out, but maybe there was another announcement from the president on helping out businesses and the stock market just went right back up and you could make a quick profit. Then I understand checking in, see how you did. Maybe you can take out some profits. Um, but if you're going to check it every day, I'll give you an example. I put that $10,000 in on Monday, like I was saying. On Tuesday, it dropped and I lost $1,100. Well, I didn't really lose it. You only lose the money. It's only real if you cash it out. So that's why you let it ride out. I looked at it the second day after investing and I saw that and I wanted to take the money out. I got emotional and I remembered it's a long term. You told yourself this is a two-year thing that at least that you want to ride this out. So just close your laptop and walk away. I checked it a month later like I was supposed to. I rebounded the $2,000. I got my $1,000 back plus it went up $1,000. So just be patient. It takes time. Don't be emotional and don't look at your stocks all the time. It's just going to drive you crazy. And the big thing is, when do you take your profits out? The whole point is to make some money and make some profit. My strategy and this is just my strategy, is when a certain stock hits an increase of 25% or 50%, I take my money out. I don't take it out and put it in my checking account. I take it out and put it right back into another stock that I like or the same stock that I just made profit on. And the reason I do it that way is because I'm trying to build my portfolio up, not cash out right now for an income. Because if you're cashing out your profits all the time, you want it for an income. My goal is to build it up. So every time I'm making profits, I take it and I put it back into another stock that I think is going to do great. And I'm still trying to grow that portfolio as big as I can. That's my strategy. I do the 25% to 50% rule. But that's just me anyways. It will just help you grow it. Um, but if you want to put, say, $1,000 in and it goes to that 25% mark, which I don't know, is like $1,250. Take that 250 out. You just made 1250 and you still have your $1,000 in riding on those other stocks. Hey, that's up to you anyways. But that's where I take out. Um, with Robinhood and Weeble, you got no fees. So it's not hurting you take it out. Charles Schwab fee is very low. I think they charge me like five cents or something for my last cash out. So it's not a big deal anyways. But that's where I sit. 25% to 50% of where I just increased. More the merrier, obviously. It could go up 400%. It's all up to you. Or... Just let it ride out. Just let those stocks keep going anyways. Um, lastly, I know that's a lot of information, but if you're still nervous about investing, you can dabble with that $50, Or like I said, if you get that free stock from Webull, just see how the charts work out. But there's no better time than when things are bad in the economy to buy. I know that sounds shitty, but whenever there's disaster, there's opportunity. So I'll give you a quote again from one of the best investors of all time, Warren Buffett. What we do is not beyond anyone else's competence. I feel the same way about managing that I do about investing. It's just not necessary to do extraordinary things to get extraordinary results. So you don't have to be a genius to trade in the stocks. Keep it simple. Just keep it simple. 
look at the products you like, the services you use, the companies that you've heard about with great reputation, write out a list in different industries to diversify, read what the experts are saying, what the forecast is looking at, and invest money you can't lose. That is just as simple as I can put it for a beginner investor, and I hope that helps. Feel free to email me or message me on Instagram. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm no expert in any of this. This is just what I've done and the research I've done. And I was just hoping to give somebody some insight so they can shortcut all the research that I had to do for two, three weeks anyways. So you can email me at freshbreathpodcast at gmail.com or you can message me at Instagram at Patrick R. Davis. And you can check me out on the Twitter at Patrick Davis 69. And I will leave you with a would you rather question. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? Whoa, that's a tough question. think I'm going to go with great, great grandchildren. I don't know why. That's just what I'm choosing. But you can tell me what you choose if you would like to. So have a great April 25th. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy out there during this COVID-19. And this will pass and we will get through this. So take care of each other and be the reason somebody smiles today or don't. I don't care. Love you all and goodbye.